Assalamu alaikum. You're listening to Tech Sisters Stories. Tech Sisters is a community that supports Muslim women in tech through storytelling and sisterhood. My name is Grace, and I have an amazing episode for you today. Rahman is such an inspiration, and she dropped so much truth in this episode. <laughs> Mashallah, I was editing this over the New Year's break, and she had a massive influence on my 2022 vision and goals. So I know this is going to be really inspirational for all of you listening today. Let's get on with it. Today on Tech Sisters Stories, we are super excited to have Rahma Lissisi. Rahma has more than 17 years of experience working in tech, and she's done pretty much everything. Web application development, mobile application, bespoke websites, hardware architecture, big data analysis, team building, mentoring, and product management. She co-founded two companies and is currently the CTO of Herconomy, a female-focused fintech startup dedicated to creating financial resources for women. Rahma is also a faculty member at Eco Innovation School, where she helps teach the next generation of project managers. We are so excited to welcome Rahma as our latest tech sister. Assalamu alaikum, Rahma. Thank you so much for coming. Thank you so much for having me. Wa alaikum salam wa Amazing. So how did you first get into tech? Well, I got into tech way back 2002, and then I started being a data, just data analytics, but basically using a simple tool, Microsoft um, Access. Mm. And then I was using that to just gather data, make some analysis with data. That was pretty much when I started. And then from there, I did much program assistant. Mm -hmm. And then I moved to being a, a system engineer, fixing systems. Uh, managing Windows servers, more of technical supports. And nice. I did that for some years, about two years there about. It's mainly dominated by guys, right? Uh, of course, you see some few females in software. So I thought to myself, uh, why don't I just try to move on to something that would give me some scalability? So while I was working as a system administrator, there was a need to found the software de department, it was more like, okay, who is interested in joining software department in the same firm, right? There was a guy who was employed at that time. He was actually my a senior developer. So I had to join him just to pair. And then I had to learn on the job. Although I was still managing my current role as at that time, which was more of system support, system administration, managing servers, supporting system, working with Linux and stuff like that. I got on the job, I had to use some tech stacks like ASP.NET, mm -hmm. C Sharp, Microsoft SQL, being the database, and basically was more of web applications. So I deployed quite a number of solutions from school portal to an insurance management app, the hotel management, quite a number of enterprise applications that were, that I did with, the, with a team. Some were done solely by myself and some, some were collaborative. So I left that role. I joined another firm. It was still more of software development. And I did, I did an application with a team and I played the role of working on the laboratory module, working on patient management, their records, their history, consultation section. So we're about two on that role. So that makes me to have quite a number of responsibility on that particular project. Mm -hmm. So I did that for some, for some years before I then joined another company. And I was, um, I, I was a senior software developer. That was when I was able to manage quite a number of teams. And then we deployed some amazing solutions from a restaurant management app, which mm. is like a self service. Uh, we did, um, it was around 2015 in Nigeria and there was an election upcoming. So we did an eyewitness app, more of like trying to like, um, 
give some live reporting session on on different polling units, on different activities. You know, in Nigeria, we have different states and different polling units. So you can actually give reports around, okay, how is the, how is the turnout? You can snap picture or record the video or even give reports around the winning party or the losing party and stuff like that just to keep the conversation going. And then there were, there was a big data also involved in the sense that we're able to like capture and you can tell which particular party is winning. And from there, you can easily detect that, oh, okay, oh, party A is really winning in all these geopolitical zones or different states and stuff like that. It was really, really amazing. Yeah, that's and, a big deal. Marshall, that, that sounds incredible. Very, yeah. very useful. Yeah. <laughs> then in 2016, I founded Dexterity Logics. Of course, you have to deal with quite a number of clients, different projects, different interests, different industries. So I've worked with uh, from food tech to, to agri-tech to health to fintech. So different solution. And then also like deploying websites. Majorly we're more of a website trying to like ensure that small businesses can run and have an online presence. My model was not just to you know create a website. I was um, utilizing project management skills. So I ensure that there is a start date and then there is an end date. And then I have team who, are, who is assigned on different projects, different clients. And then when we are done, we give like a, like a video guide on how to manage your website. So I try to like productize all of the services. So even when we launch your website, you still intend to have also board managing your website. You sign up for a website here. So just try to like itemize, productize all the services so that we can keep ourselves in business. During running Dexterity Logics, there was a need for you to make sense out of your business. I was having challenge in keeping my numbers. How is website performing? There were concerns around how to actually make business sense. So it then occurred to me, there's actually, I need to build a tool around that. And that was when Pyramid Business Manager came in. Mm-hmm. It basically just helped you to make an informed decision about your business with internet connection or without an internet connection. So from there, it evolves like, okay, helping you to raise receipts and invoice, tracking your payments, sending reminders. And then I, I then deployed it for quite a number of businesses, majorly retail businesses like fashion store, a bakery, a school, even actually even opted for the service. They were using it to raise receipts for their for their students and for oh. their booking. And then it was really fantastic. Like, okay, wow, this is working for everybody. And it's still, it's still very much um, in progress. I mean, it's still running. I had to have a partner. You know, uh, I had I had a co-founder join me so that the the journey will be smooth, mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I can focus more on the business and focus more on growth and scaling it. So until September this year, I I was recommended by one of my previous boss to to join Economy because of my expertise and my ability to actually. I'm a finisher, right? I, I, whenever I start something, I ensure I finish it. I put in my best in it. I take ownership. And then it was my boss during, I think I, I worked there around 2011, 2012. So he just recommended me that, wow, you just need to join the economy. They need you here. And that's where I am now. <laughs> Marshall. <And> it, <laughs> so amazing that is <laughs> wow there, there's so much that i want to unpick there but i love how you described yourself as a finisher because that's definitely very apparent it sounds like when you <laughs> want to do something it gets done <laughs> yeah, yeah, <I'm> <laughs> oh 
Oh wow! No, that's such a that's such a really cool story, mashallah. So as you're going through and you're transitioning and you're doing all these different roles and taking on all these different tech stacks, how are you organizing the learning? Were you teaching yourself? Were you uh, doing courses? Were you sort of uh, what? How are you structuring that for yourself? Well, at initial, I was actually teaching myself, mm. and then I was learning more on the job. Yeah, you know, even one thing I tell, I always try to equip my team. There's a way to accelerate your learning. You learn, and then once you are able to to see a real life situation to tackle, you'll uh, be able to to learn and perform, so to speak. So it's more like like an arc approach where you learn. And then mm-hmm. you are able to now deploy, you, you're able to deploy what you're learning. You're, so it's not as if it's like gap period, like a, perhaps like you're still trying to like prove yourself. But right. it's, it's, it's basically you've seen what works and then Alhamdulillah for internet, for, for YouTube, for different courses, um, um, course provider like Udemy, Udacity mm-hmm. and stuff like that. They've been very helpful, but proud to their arrival because I've been I've been in this journey proud to all of their arrival. It has been <laughs> by, <laughs> by reading books. I've, what is I've, that? I've been, yeah, I, one of my favorite was Data Delta. Uh, that's Data Delta that taught Java, the first C sharp. They were my favorite. Okay. I will basically read because I realized you get more from books most times than from videos if you can read. Then before the advent of, you know, short videos on YouTube, it now make it even easier. Yeah. So I would say they were more of a like self-thought and then we're more of a learning on the job. That's what has really kept me going. Yeah. Like pick on different stacks and see it in action, try to work on some pet projects, see it working and understand the reason why I'm using certain components. Or, or certain methods or certain functionality and then see the output. So it makes me, you know, to deliver simple, scalable and working solution. MashaAllah. That's perfect. Now that I, I, I love that because that's such a huge part of that learning experience is applying the knowledge and, and finding these project, the project based learning. Yeah. And for someone who's just getting started, that really sets you apart from other people who have done a course as if you can do some projects and talk about it. So not only is that really cool when you're sitting in an interview or when you're on the job, but it's also, it really deepens your knowledge. That's right. <laughs> yeah, mashallah. <laughs> oh, I'm thinking about all the, the tech books that I have. That oh, I have okay. read maybe like 20 pages of <laughs> <laughs> yeah subhanallah i don't know maybe maybe my brain has atrophied <laughs> it puts me to sleep subhanallah <laughs> so i don't know maybe maybe that's not very flattering to myself <laughs> of course you can it's, it's it's actually once you can put your mind through it you can do it i mean yeah that's that has been my 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 motivator like that's just what has kept me going like once i can put my mind through it and i see that okay i see someone doing it and i see it working i just try to like you know sometimes i it's not about having a mentor close to me but when i read about certain people and i see what they're doing i can just you know I, it will just be my mentor from afar 
Mm-hmm. I, I try to see what they see. You know, basically just learning like an artist. Okay, what has inspired them to produce this? Okay, this is what they've been through. And then this is the article that they produced. You know, I can learn from what they've done and then, oh, okay, I see the way their mind, the, the way their mind works. And then I try to like, okay, I can do this myself. And then I, I just, I just found that I can actually do, get them done. <laughs> no, mashallah, that, that's a beautiful, beautiful mindset. And it's, it's so true when you see it and then it, it becomes more possible, realistic and, and yeah, achieve yeah. and even go further. So that's right. right. <laughs> yeah. And I'm also wondering, you know, you're talking about this big journey that you had starting uh, way back and going through all these different challenges and phases. But you said at the beginning, even then, that it was very male dominated. You were yeah. one of the only women. So how has that evolved from when you started into all the different roles that you have played to where you are now at her economy? That's one reality that cannot be, that cannot be raised, right? Yeah. It's, uh, it's, it's, I tech is basically male dominated, but sometimes when the table is not even available for you, you, you just have to set the table, create the table for yourself. You have to create the space for yourself. Like I am here. Even if it's a little that you are contributing, but just be consistent with it. Mm-hmm. Before you know it, you, you realize that you will be noticed that, oh, you're actually there at the table. Right from transitioning from being a system administrator, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, that should be around 2009 or 10 to um, a software developer. Mm-hmm. When I joined my the senior software developers that time, it found me intimidated. Like, why is this? What 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 is she doing here? You should just be at the other department. Why? She was basically just recommending that, oh, you need another male folk that could just join him as opposed having me join him. And right. then I was recommended because of my impact and my commitment to work. I can say with pride that most of the servers that I was um, supporting back then had no issues because I took them as my baby. I'm always like, okay, I don't want disaster. <laughs> disaster. So I have different preventive approach just to, you know, ensure that my there is no malware, there is no virus attacking me, attacking my system. Prior to then, I just devised different approach to ensure that, okay, everybody's system is okay. I, there are some top party tools. I just utilized them back then, like a scheduler, like, okay, just remind me to, you know, fix this particular system to back it up or to clean it. I just have all of those, all those tools that helped me around. So mm-hmm. I, it was then I was basically recommended that, oh, why don't you join the software department that were just upcoming? But it, it found me, like like a threat, so to, because I was learning really fast. <laughs> Sounds oh. like it, yeah. Well, you're a finisher. <laughs> <laughs> you're gonna finish them. <laughs> yeah. You know, as at that time, it would just give me a sample project. He just give one of his abandoned projects. Like, okay, yeah. take this, you know, learn from it, and then see how you could, uh, you know, come up with it. And then I asked about, okay, what what resources can I use to learn? He gave me this particular data data book. And I also have the one for Java. He has the one for C Sharp. So then I was reading and then I was learning, trying to understand, you know, abstraction, encapsulation. Why do we use this method here? Why do we create this class and stuff like that? Okay. Why should I use interface? Um, where should I use this and stuff like that? So I was just trying to learn the differences. And then it was shocked that, oh, oh you just from this abandoned project, if we use this abandoned project to create <laughs> you know, a, a, a new and rebuff a project. 
So it has been challenging being a female in a male-dominated environment because you have a, you have so much to prove to to everyone that you are capable. You can do this. At a particular point during that uh, my role, I had so much to have to prove times ten that I could do this. Then later I was recognized. Whenever we had to go for presentation, then my my boss then would just say, okay, Ramat, you are the one presenting. Ramat, you are the one talking. Ramat, you are the one leading. So <laughs> I had so much before I could attain that position. And then I was still left as a software developer. There was no promotion, but they knew I had so much energy. I had so much to offer. Alhamdulillah. And I was I was really happy about that. That oh, I, I was recognized for my work, but Basically, I had to prove a lot. And then from, from leaving that particular company at that time and moving further in my career, and up to this moment, you, you just still keep proving that you are there. You, you have so much to offer. You have to just, you have to just keep yelling like, I am here. I have much to offer. So that it's, it's really challenging. It has been way before now and, and, and it's still, it's still right now. That's what I can say regarding being in a male-dominated. But of course, I've used that as a bridge to keep moving forward. I never see it right now as a challenge, but I just ensure that I keep my space at the table, that I'm here and I have something to offer. So it's all about the mindset and then how I present myself. So right now, before then, it used to be an issue, but right now, it's no longer an issue because once you're even uh, perceived in, in the tech industry, I feel some kind of like, wow, I, I feel some respect that, oh, You've been you've been in, in tech for this long and you're still there. Of course, there are challenges, but I just still want to keep myself at the table so that I'm I'm, I'm being relevant and um, I keep my work going. Mm. <laughs> yeah, you worked hard to earn that seat, <laughs> so you don't want to give it up, Subhanallah. But you're right; that is the really shocking thing that you're still there. Um, we hear all the time the tech pipeline that you women will will join but then they'll they'll drop out of tech within a couple of years because the environment is, is hostile but mm. Marshall it sounds like what you're saying is uh, keep contributing keep fighting to to earn that respect and don't give it up yeah that's right like I said I'm a finisher <laughs> yeah <laughs> Marshall I'm feeling really energized with this talk already <laughs> uh, yeah so with her economy, how would that fit in with this? Is this going to be helping future women entrepreneurs or what, what's happening there? At economy, you know, it's a fintech. We've been in existence for three years now, three years or less. But we launched the app last year and then we basically launched it for community. That was before me joining economy. Right. And then basically it has been focused on around hiring women, making women aware of opportunities around them. You know, most of the opportunities are usually reserved for men or because uh, women are occupied with all of the activity. They are not aware. They are not informed. Economy is here to inform you, to keep you open to opportunities. And then if you're an entrepreneur, you'll be able to have access to grants, to loans that can help you to scale your business, you know, and move you forward. And then it's basically just providing it a level playing field. Mm. So you, you have access to, to various opportunities. It could be for job. It could be for grant, as I've mentioned earlier. It could be for scholarship, even if you are a student. So we have different target audience that uses economic app. And then it's a community. So it's really, really more 
more about the community, more about empowering women, more about now, you know, scaling them and making them have access to opportunity. So right now, we are taking it further to now include financial inclusion so that women can be able to save, they could be able to earn and thrive and basically living. So how do they save? We're basically launching our new app. It's still in beta, but we need to, to give the community what we have in the pipeline. So it allows them to actually save because when you save, you are, you are financial security. Yeah. It allows them to be able to, to spend. There are some of our affinity network. We have different partners that offers discounts. When you're saving, you're able to even spend and spend on quality on what's worth it. So for instance, we have partner like, like Amazon. Uh, mm-hmm. we have like Zephyr Sanko. Zephyr Sanko basically sells wear. So they might have quite a number of fantastic dresses collection and then they are, they are giving say 50% discount. So because mm-hmm. you are, if you are a member of economy, you could hand this 50% discount and get a fantastic dress to wear to maybe for this interview you have, maybe for this teaching event that mm-hmm. you have and stuff like that. So we allow you to be able to spend and spend well. We allow you to thrive. To have access to information. We even now, we have so many in the pipeline. One of the features that we are releasing soon is to allow you to even earn, like just basically cash back. So you, you have, you spend and then you still earn. So that's basically what we have and quite a number of, and quite a number of amazing features that they have, we're looking to unveil soon. And then we even have a job portal that allows women and basically of course men are also welcome mm. to have access to job opportunities and then they can apply but because you're even a member of the community it gives you an hedge to getting access to to multinational job for instance we are partner with amazon and mm. then we are basically the tech recruiter for amazon and then when we launched the portal we had huge views and then we had we even had some of our community members being selected for interview at amazon so oh, these wow. are, yeah, these are some of the benefits and the results. It's we've helped a lot of women in scaling their business. Most of the time, I think about maybe three events now. One is actually scheduled to happen in January. Is uh, we call it Economy Challenge, and mm-hmm. it allows businesses to pitch their ideas. The business that has fantastic idea goes home with about a million naira, and then you know the prices goes down like that with some access to mentorship and funding. And stuff like that. So with economy, it's a new challenge for me in the sense of it's more of um, I have a whole lot to offer to make the app scalable, to make it working, right? And then to to ensure all of these amazing features are released as planned. Well, mashallah, I, I love so much what you're saying there. It, it really sounds like a lot of thought and consideration went into what are the problems that women are facing in terms yeah. of being more financially independent, having financial security. And it, it really sounds like you're tackling it on lots of different fronts that are all very you know, tied together. So very cohesive, holistic approach, mashallah. Um, and having that financial security is, is such a game changer for women. Yeah, just... yeah, yeah. And that was what basically, you know, got me interested when the idea was pitched to me. I had just... I was just interested in, you know, being part of the economy and I'm excited to be given the opportunity to be part of it, to, to give my best and to put more team members to, to share this vision, this goal, 
so we can move economy forward by releasing an amazing app that that solves all these challenges and that works. Mashallah, may Allah pala baraka into all of us. Oh, that's really lovely, Mashallah. Uh, and I'm really happy to hear that you know the the people who are getting interviews and they're getting funding for their companies. That's such a big deal, Mashallah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so I'm also wondering, Rahma, when you're bouncing around through all your different projects, <laughs> Mashallah, um, what is attracting you to them? Are you focused on values? Are you focused on the tech stack? What sort of what what draws you to a project? What kind of keeps you motivated for something? What would attract you to something? Right. I love this question. <laughs> <laughs> I'm actually a results-oriented person. Okay. I, You're a finisher, like you said. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, so, so yeah, in, in all projects, what attracts me to, to any project, it's all about the value that... Okay. Um, the project is, is giving back to either B2B or B2C. What value is it giving to the communities or to other businesses, depending on the model of the project? So over the years, all projects that have executed, some successful, some abandoned, some failed, and it has always been about what value, what impact is this project giving at the end of the day? What results is it giving? One of the recent mangani, um, which is with economy, is the value of the community. I'm able to see how powerful community can be, and the user base of the app from the very launch date till date was just amazing. So it's a quest for me to ensure that this user base have a working app and they they get the value of why they are involved in this community. It shows that a lot of women need support. So it's basically all about what values, what result are we expecting at the end of the, the end of the timeline or at the end of the milestone, what impact. So to, to just summarize it, it's all about what value. It's all about the value or the impact that the project is, is bringing. And mm-hmm. that I'm always more interested in, in project that helps businesses solving their financial needs or project that impact people. Or that maybe for health, helps people to, to thrive. These and then more are my focus in reason why I engage in projects. So even if a project is so attractive, perhaps maybe in terms of the pay, but if it, if it doesn't sync with my interest, I, I would not even get started with the project. For instance, if I'm to build an e-portal that helps women who are traumatized to, you know, it's a long journey. Sometimes you do not want to open up to, to anyone, you just want to heal on your own. So there yeah. was a particular portal that basically allowed them to learn to talk to, to, to just talk to a counselor and then you can remain anonymous and then you can learn. And then when the project is actually even was launched and I was, I was so happy to see the turnout. It wasn't sometimes, you know, it's not about the pay, but it's all about what value, what impact this project, you know, bringing at the end of the day, so that I can I can even write it out. I can be proud of it and say, oh, this is my accomplishment. I was part of this. I was able to contribute in one way or the other. So it's never about the pay. It's always about the value that you know, attracts me to a project, that motivates me to, to contribute, 
to give my best and the team that I'm working with that have the same spirit as I am mm. is me, you know, it just keeps my energy high and makes sure that, oh, we deliver this goal. I ginger them. I ensure that guys, you know, this is, this is, this is big. We need to, we need to finish this. I share the vision. And then once they grab it, the rest is just history. <laughs> Mashallah. Yeah. Alhamdulillah, I can hear the pride in your voice when you're talking about these projects. It's really <laughs> lovely, mashallah. And I like it. It goes back to what you were saying about uh, being a woman in this industry. You have to earn your fight for your seat at the table, make your own table. It's much easier to do that when you're passionate about your projects and when it's something that you really want to see the results of because you are committed to the results and to finishing it. Yeah. Alhamdulillah. Alhamdulillah. That's really lovely, Mashallah. So you're mentioning, you know, your team. And I know that you teach uh, project management. So so what would you say makes a good project manager? Hmm. That's a very lovely question. Such, such a broad question. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> okay. So talking about quality of a, of a project manager, mm. it's all about passion. Passion basically comes first. And then it comes to the sense, high sense of responsibility, high sense of ownership, high sense of um, regardless of what happens or regardless of if anything you know, goes the way you perhaps you're not expecting it, you're still going to get to the end of it. Mm-hmm. So it comes with all of these qualities. That is basically what you should have as a project manager. You are not intimidated by whatever, you're not distracted really by whatever goes on around you. You, are, you just have there your focus. You are all about the end goal. So basically that is what defines you being a project manager, you are organized. You are organized. You you have the habit of actually taking notes. And you are taking notes by writing, not by just typing using a notepad on the system, but actually connecting your pen with your book. Because some, most times when you write something, you, you never really forget. Yeah. So it goes with all of these soft skills. And then the most important of all is to be able to communicate and to manage people effectively. You must be able to communicate. You must recognize everyone you're working with. You must be able to carry everyone along. And that's what's even yield a successful project. These are the qualities that actually make you a good product, product manager. You pay attention to so much details. You, you do a whole lot of research. You know what's suitable for a particular kind of target user. So you're not just producing what is for entertainment and then just because you have an experience with the entertainment industry, you want to produce stuff like that for the food industry, for, for the target user that will be using an app perhaps in the food industry. You just need to be able to tailor solutions to suit different target audience. And you, you, you don't get it by no further than expanding your research, getting wider field basically all about different user experience so that you can define a working application, a scalable product, a successful app. That was so succinct, so clear. That sounds like it could be a keynote speech. (laughs) It's really nice. (laughs) Uh, This has been a lovely, lovely talk. I'm having a great time. 
Um, Thank you. <laughs> so there are three questions that I always ask everybody. Um, right. The first one is, uh, what's something that you're most proud of in your tech journey? So it could be could be anything. Hmm. Wow. <laughs> one thing I'm so proud of in my tech journey is my... Wow, this is a very tricky question. <laughs> it could be multiple things. You don't have to choose between your babies. Okay, good. <laughs> that not have to be one thing, right? <laughs> yeah, you don't have to take favorites. It's okay. Okay, awesome. <laughs> okay. So one thing I'm really proud of is my my personality. Hmm. I, I, I say that because I I can easily adapt. My personality in the sense of uh, my my sense of responsibility and it, it goes it goes a long way in being in, in being able to take ownership like i just I just have to finish this whatever it takes I know I will face challenges if it is okay I need to learn something I am back on it I give a time frame around it so it's it's my personality and ability to 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 deliver despite all odds despite all odds if you if i request for like testimonial from everyone i've worked with what i get from from most of them will always be oh she's a go-getter she's a go-getter <laughs> i mean i it, it would come you know naturally from every one of them even when before i ever request for like oh can you write a recommendation for me I'm like wow i can i can of course i'll write um, and then I'll, I'll just see, you know, volume of recommendation from all of these clients that I could confide in that, okay, I'm, perhaps I'm planning this or I need the recommendation. So it's, it's my personality. It's my personality that I'm proud of and being able to put that touch in what I do because, um, software development or project execution, it's, it's an act. It's an act. It, it's not just you being technically sound. It's you being able to communicate to, to either your team or your stakeholders or maybe the project owner or the CEO. The ability that to convince them to communicate with them, with them in a way that they would understand. And then for you to also bear in mind the business sense of whatever you're doing, not just to show your, show off yourself in terms of um, your, your tech ability, but to be able to like feel the person or the business or, or the project product owner or the project owner spending this money to actually achieve this because spec you sometimes require patience. So I would say one thing I'm proud of is all about my personality to manage stakeholders, to manage delivery, to ensure result at the end of the day. Yeah, that's what I'm proud of. Ooh, that is a good that's the most beautiful answer. No one has ever answered it that way. And I, I just, but now that you've said it, I think it's, it's so perfect to, to take pride wow. in yourself and how you've taken it. Oh, I love it. So far, right. love. <laughs> you are oozing self-confidence. Mashallah. <laughs> oh, wonderful. Okay. Now the other side of that, what's something that you regret in your tech journey or you wish you did differently? Right. Hmm. This is really Cool. Okay. <laughs> One thing I wish I, I did differently was while I was running the Logics, mm-hmm. I 
because there was a gap in me being able to make business sense out of what I was doing. You know, it's just it's because of my personality and because of the fact that I just like to finish whatever I've started. So most of the time, I'm not even bothered about the money or, you know, the project fee. I just want to solve a solution. Sure. But as at that time, I am now the CEO. Um, I have to pay salaries. I have to do all that. So I, it, then, it then became a need that, oh, I need to learn about business. I need mm. to be able to make sense out of this. Let me do just do field tech and focus on how to scale. Let me think like a business person, right? Mm. So I then left the real programming. Then I focused my energy on, you know, preparing pitch deck and and doing stuff and making sure that, okay, I, I could pay salary, which was actually needed, right? Yeah, and definitely. then, yeah, it was it was essential that I, I, I keep myself, you know, on that level. So now I left it for, I, I left uh, for a little time, then coming back to it, and I'm like, wow, there is so more that has gone in from when I left off. And then now, and I'm like, wow, from my web development skills, there were so many things. Even after that time, there were no much of MVC. It was just link. Yeah. And <laughs> by the time I came back, there is now Python. There is yeah. no JS. It's just so much to learn. There is AI. There is so many. So, and then I'm like, wow, what if I just not, you know, I, I, I would say I regret leaving it. Perhaps I should just, just pick it alongside or make sure I still keep myself, you know, ensuring I'm doing it. But I mean, there was just little I could do. I it was needed. Then when I was now running pyramid, there was a need for me to come back to it, to brush up. So I realized there were so many architecture have changed. That's one downside about tech. It's more like I'm now relearning. I'm now learning afresh. And now there is no much time as at what I had when I was starting. <laughs> because now there's a family, there's stuff like that. So I had to really have a walk around to ensure that I keep myself being the CTO, being able to ensure that I know my onions. So so there is now so much to do, so much to do. So I could just say, okay, I regretted it. Like, oh, I left it for a little time, focusing on business. Now I'm coming back to it. It's just like, wow, everything is just totally new. <laughs> but I'm catching up. I'm, I'm, I'm now back, I'm now back to, to my real self. <laughs> How are you finding that balance now? you're saying that you're you're still learning which i'm absolutely sure that you are and you're smashing it mashallah but you're also balancing it with your family and with your position yeah it's all about consistency um mm. i have to to make sure it works regardless there is a time for it so whatever i am whatever i'm doing wherever i am i just um, pause because i just had to learn it I had already identified it as a necessity, as a need. And I just put in that energy, put in that dedication. Of course, there may be some times I couldn't meet up. I I have quite a number of um, courses that I've purchased online. And then I enrolled for them. And alhamdulillah, I'm, I'm picking up. I mean, I'm really actually even back up. I have uh, quite a number. I'm, in fact, I'm back up, not even picking up. Yeah, I'm sure. <laughs> I'm sure you are. <laughs> um, but because I realized that oh, it's 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 now I don't just I don't I is not only being able to manage the team, 
Mm-hmm. It's all about still being able to to get it done. So um, and then I'm alhamdulillah I'm I'm back at my feet. Alhamdulillah, oh, wonderful. Mm-hmm. The last question I have for you tonight: okay. uh, What is something or someone that you're most grateful for in your tech journey? Well, alhamdulillah, I. I'm really, really grateful for my husband, oh. who has really been um, you know, supporting me. He has really, really been um, really supporting me, like whatever you want to do, whatever you want to learn, just go for it. Even when I identified the gap I had around um, the business need when I was mm-hmm. running the social audit, he basically just enrolled me for my MBA. And then was just like, you, you just need to go through MBA. That's how you can manage this business. That's how you can, you know. Yeah. I didn't see reason at initial, but later on, I saw that, oh, wow. And then I'm like, that's what I'm even utilizing today because it's not just having the tech ability, but also being able to, to have the business sense. Mm. So it's not just to show off your code this way. I could build this up. Is it sellable? Is it scalable? Does it have value? Will user find it? You know, is it a great idea? Is it something that can scale? So all these questions I'm able to ask, and I'm able to provide responses to Alhamdulillah. So I'm very grateful for that. I'm really grateful for your support. Oh, Alhamdulillah, that's really lovely. <laughs> Mashallah, having a supportive husband or partner makes a huge difference. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Um, Mashallah. <laughs> Thank you so much for sharing all your stories and your knowledge with us today, Rahma. I really, really love talking to you. Um, there are so many good clips from this. <laughs> Mashallah, you have such a clear and eloquent way of speaking. It's been so lovely. Thank you so much. Thank you. I'm so, I'm so happy to be here. I'm really, really grateful to have this conversation with you to talk about my myself. I've not really been talking about myself and it's, it's really high time to to let the world know that it's it's possible. Yeah. It's possible. You can you can do it. Absolutely. It. Persistent, persistency, it's it's possible. You can be that tech woman, you can have solution working. You just you just keep yourself at the table. That's pretty much it. And alhamdulillah, alhamdulillah, you know, Allah has been you know faithful. Uh, I'm I'm really so glad to be here. So many challenges, but all I can say is Alhamdulillah. <laughs> Alhamdulillah. Thank you for having me. Thank you so much for taking the time to listen to this story. I would love to hear what were your insights, what is something you learned, what really got inside your heart. So reach out to us on social media, join our Slack group. It is really fun, supportive, it's free, and it's a great place to meet other Muslim women in tech. I will see you next week with a new episode. All right. Assalamu alaikum. Bye.